Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, everybody. Good evening. God bless you. This is Praise Tabernacle Tuesday night Bible study. Yours truly, Pastor Omar Zachary, along with the panel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Those that will be coming in, go ahead on the text or Facebook. Somebody let them know that Praise Tabernacle is on. And we're getting ready to go into our Tuesday night Bible study. And we just thank God for an opportunity to break forth the bread of life. Thank God for the opportunity for those that are uh, tuning in on this Tuesday night. God has allowed us together just one more time, and we're so grateful for what God is doing at our local church and in each family that makes up uh, this portion of the body of Christ. So we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then after prayer, we'll turn it over to our teacher, our lead teacher for tonight, which is none other than my precious wife, Lady Pamela Zachary, and she's going to be pulling double duty this week. She's doing Bible study tonight, and it'll be uh, bringing forth the word of life on Sunday. So thank God for her, amen. Thank God for those that are on the panel tonight. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity to come together. We appreciate all that you've done for us. We appreciate where you're taking us and how you're leading us, even in these times. And we know that your word won't return to your board, so we ask that you give the leader on what to say on tonight as he leads us through this study. Thank you for those that are on the panel. And we ask that you continue to increase our Wisdom and knowledge and an understanding. We said get wisdom and knowledge, but in all our getting, we want to get an understanding. And we commend the service over to your hands, and we ask that you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Lady Zachary, service is into your hands. God bless. Amen. Um, good evening, everyone, um, to the panel. Those that are on, not really sure who's all on tonight, but who's ever on, God bless you. Glad to have you tonight. And um, also for those that are um, tuning in, um, truly is it a, it's a, another honor to be able to share the word of God, the bread of life, um, on tonight. So I pray everybody had a wonderful Wonderful day so far, and if you didn't have a wonderful day, whose fault was it? <laughs> Just remember that nobody can take your joy, nobody can take your peace, nobody can take your love. You freely and willfully give that up. But I thank God on tonight that um, that I have life, health, and strength um, tonight just to be able to be in my right mind, to be able to even share the word of God uh, on tonight. Thank God for my husband, Pastor Omar Zachary, our bishop, and for um, Elder Oliver, for Chaos, Block Talk, and Lady Kay, um, and everybody. Um, I pray y'all help me out tonight. This is so good. I have really 
um, enjoyed <laughs> this series that I'm doing that the Lord gave me to do. Um, sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone and you have to listen to the voice of God. Um, I never saw myself doing this, but I thank God for my husband. He he saw things in me that I didn't see in myself, and I thank God for that. Sometimes people can be in the way, and when those people are moved out of the way, God is like, okay, you you've been patient, so it's your it's your time. So I, I just thank God for Jesus um, tonight. Uh, so tonight, for those that are listening, and of course that's on the panel, um, we've been talking about Joseph and how he was favored through uh, with his father and um, kind of skipped around a little bit. The last time I ministered, we talked about uh, Judah, we talked about Judah. Judah was, of course, one of his brothers, one of Joseph's brothers, that it was actually his idea to sell Joseph. Okay, so, hey, you know what, let's not kill him. Let's make some money off of it. Let's make some money off of our brother instead of instead of killing him. So at the same time that wasn't that wasn't right. So even um just encourage somebody tonight, in spite of what how you feel in your heart or thoughts that you may have regarding a person, you never rival evil for evil. Um It's things going on in this world, even to this day, that people couldn't just shake it off or they couldn't just let it go. They couldn't just pray about it. They didn't want to get counseling about it. They they took it into their own hands, and a life was taken. Um, Thank God for Jesus. That's all I can say um, on tonight. But sometimes, you know, the world says karma. Karma. Well, karma is coming. Well, the Bible says you, you know, reaping and sowing, and not only just bad things, but it's the good things that you do as well. But I look at Judah, his situation, um, where we picked up, where we, well, actually, my last last Bible say that we had, we were talking about Judah, okay, and his sons and and Tamar, um, his daughter-in-law, and his older son had, you know, passed away and. He wanted his second son, which was Onan, um, to marry Tamar and raise up seed. And Onan, he he refused. You know, he did to do with her. He did had sex with her. You know, he she was good enough for him to lay with, but he spilled his seed. Um, he spilled his seed. Okay. And so, just to sum it up a little bit, later on, you know, he uh, Judah promised Tamar, hey, you know, when my Baby boy gets older, you can marry him, but it didn't happen. So Tamar, you know, she sat around and she was waiting. And you know, Judah, he didn't, he didn't come through with his promise. He didn't, he promised her something, and he didn't, he didn't come through with it. So she tricked him. She took off her widow clothes and and she played the harlot. And she, you know, she laid with her father-in-law, and she had babies. She had twins. And um, once Judah heard of this, he wanted to he wanted to kill her, but it didn't work out that way. So he was like, "Man, you're you're more righteous than I." He didn't keep his he didn't keep his promise. So Tamar did what she had to do, you know, even though it wasn't right. But Tamar, she got him, <laughs> she got him, and um, you know, they she had twins. So we're gonna pick up um, Genesis chapter thirty nine. 
and we're going to get through this tonight. So y'all, y'all help me out and y'all pray for me tonight. So we're going to deal with Genesis chapter 39, 40, and we're going to, um, I didn't send this out to our group, but it just went together. I've been reading this and I'm like, I can sum it up. Uh, the Lord's will sum it up with verse, with chapter 41. So we're going to start at Genesis chapter 39 chapter 40 and probably hit a little bit of chapter 40 chapter 41 um and i know my husband prayed but i just want to say a word of prayer god we thank you for today we thank you for our health and our strength god we thank you for the good the bad and the ugly god we know that all things work together for the good of them who love you and god we love you tonight and for those that don't love you or may not know you God, I pray that something even in this word, in the word tonight will encourage them that you have the final say. And whatever your will is and your promises for our life, God, we receive it and, and we believe it, God, that you have the final, the final say so. Someone that may not be saved, may not be a believer, God, we just ask you to touch their hearts and their minds that they make the, the conscious decision to become a believer. God, I pray this message encourage someone tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So this is really good. I'm excited about this lesson. Um, a few parts I'm excited about. It's so much in here that I wanted to share, but I know I'm on a time limit, so I can't, I can't give everything. Like my husband say, don't tell all of it. Just tell on, tell on it. So I'm going to do my best tonight um, with that. So we're going to start in Genesis chapter 39. And um, <clears throat> we're going to read through this, okay? All right, so verse number one, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt. So at this point, they sold him. Now we kind of skipped around. So chapter 39 is kind of um, <clears throat> is picking up uh, on chapter 37, okay? So where when they sold him, now let's see what's going on here, okay? And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, okay? So Potiphar is an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard. An Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down uh, thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Uh, verse, number three, uh, verse number three, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And I just want to pause right there. I'm going to continue, but it's just so, it's just so much in here. When people see, when, pe- when you meet people, on your, you know, just in the grocery store or pumping gas or your family, your coworkers, what do they see? What do they see? What do they see in you, okay? Um, that's very, very powerful because you have a lot of people that, you know, I, well, I love the Lord. I fast. I pray. I, I treat everybody right. But th- you're saying that in church, but what are you doing outside of the church doors? What What are people What's the word out on the street? Okay. Verse number four, and Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had, 
he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Don't you know sometimes that God will bless your house or bless your surroundings for your sake? What's keeping your crazy family member together? What's keeping that that sister, that brother, that aunt, that uncle, what's keeping them protected? It could be your your prayers for yours for your sake. Your and I know even in, in my family, I pray I intercede for those that are on drugs and I'm like, God, protect them. If they're not in their right mind, can't eat, not even thinking about praying, but your prayers and for your sake, you can save your house and you can save others. And the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's, in Joseph's hand, and he, and, and he knew not all he had. Save the bread which he did eat, and Joseph was a godly person and well favored. So Joseph begins um, as a trusted slave in the house of Potiphar. The key thing here that stuck out to me was um, verse number verse number three, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand in his hand i was when i was studying this you know so many um so many different you know preachers and um you know things that people were just saying period that yeah potiphar was very smart anyone that sees someone first of all you got god all in you and see everything that you touch it prospers a fool would not have taken joseph into their house okay so um they were like, well, Potiphar, he was he was being wise, okay? So <clears throat> verse number three, again, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. Because of the Lord's blessing, Joseph was made overseer in Potiphar's house, and over all that he had, that was a blessing. Sometimes, in spite of, as we've been doing this um, series on Joseph, um, in spite of what you go through, in the beginning, it seemed like there's no hope. I can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I encourage you tonight, don't let that discourage you. It's easily said, and, some, and with prayer and trust in God, it's easily done. Because I walk by faith and not by sight. I don't walk by what I see. I'm, I'm human. And I was having a conversation um, with a family member this week, and I, I'm like, you're, you're human. You know, sometimes we forget. And I think my husband was saying this um, uh, a few Bible studies ago. Who's like, you're, you're human. You have those human thoughts. You're not that saved. You're not that deep to where you can't get frustrated. You can't get hurt, disappointed, let down. It's it's okay. It, it's it's gonna it's, it's gonna happen. But with Joseph, look at everything that Joseph went through up into this short period of time, from the 
the coat of many colors. They saw that, wait a minute, how we don't know how Joseph was acting. You know, Joseph, I'm pretty sure Joseph knows, if I could just use my imagination, Joseph knew that he was favored. So he may have been walking around or when his dad kept sending him to go check, like, why? Why Joseph keep, why dad keep sending Joseph? Like, oh, the scripture said they saw him and they, they, they began to plot, you know? So look at the things that Joseph dealt with, even with those that have started businesses or looking um, into investing and starting a business. Sometimes it's not where you start. It can be hard. Things can happen. Oh God, I got more problems than I got money to fix them or So many things come up in life, but this encouraged me tonight. This truly encouraged me to say, look, everything that you went through, it was for your good. Everything that you went through that that blindsided me, that hurt me, it was for my good. Through life, through marriage, through being, you know, People just, if you're not a pastor's wife, you will never understand the struggle sometimes. But everything that I went through, it's it's for my good, and it's still working for my good. So things come, and it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger because at the end of the day, nobody can stop what God has already purposed for you. Nobody can block God's favor. Nobody can block God's blessing. Well, why are you getting this? You was the biggest devil. You, girl, every time we went to the club, you was the first one out there. On the, and you, girl, you used to do this. Man, you used to do that. Okay, that's what I used to do. Even if it was an hour, that's in the past. I'm a, it's, a, it's a new, I'm a new creature. My husband, oh, my God, my husband preached about that on Sunday. Those old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. You have to make up in your mind, for God I live and for God I die. I don't care what comes my way, God, I know you got my back. Look at Joseph. He was set up. He was set up. He was hurt. He was like uh, just thrown away. You're so, How can you do this to your family? Family? I know they say, it was this saying, and y'all, those that's on the panel, y'all, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. If I say this the right way or the wrong way, y'all let me know. But it says, the saying that says blood is thicker than water, but sometimes it's the blood that hurts you. And those that are your closest, like your best friend or your your, uh, members, your family members, not blood, but just your members, sisters in Christ, they'll be, they got your back more than your family members do. (laughs) Because you never know, your, your family can be plotting against you and you don't even know it okay and i'm gonna open up for the panel for any words so far if not i'll continue um, okay oh good job. we can't hear you Are you saying something? We can't hear you. Nope, you're coming in and out. All right, hold on. Let me take these earbuds out. What about now? Okay. Y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. So um, the point that that's really sticking out to me is it didn't matter. It didn't matter what his brothers was plotting. It didn't matter their scheme. It didn't matter what their ideas were. God, and I always say this, nothing catches God by surprise. You know, there are things that may catch us off guard or catch us by surprise, but nothing catches God by surprise. So you, you ain't you ain't got to, you know, ask God to kill your enemies or fight against those that's praying against you. I mean the truth of the matter, people can't they can't pray they can't pray against you. If you're in the will of God, how they gonna pray <laughs> matter of fact who they praying to, you know. You know, so a lot of times we we put so much time and energy into people and thinking about what they're going to do or what they're going to say when it, it really don't matter. It don't matter. If we, if we would spend more time praising and thanking God and magnifying God in spite of what we're going through, I think we'll be a lot healthier. You know, we'll be a lot, we'll have a lot more joy. You know, we'll be, there'll be a lot less stress if we just praise God with the understanding that the devil himself can't do nothing to you that God don't allow. Okay, the devil can't go around God's back and have his way with you. No, it's impossible. Okay, it's impossible. God is everywhere, and he's there at all times. And one preacher said God is on his way, and he's there, and he's on his way back at the same time. You know, God is, and the devil don't have that power, but God do. God has all power. So we see in this text just just so far, and what you've been talking about, Joseph, is everything that, every trick, every scheme that his brothers came up with, we see how God worked it out for Joseph's good, okay? And that's what we got to understand. As believers in God, no matter, yeah, we're going to have rough days. We may, we, we're going to have some things that don't seem to be in our favor, but you just got to survive, okay? And, and as a good parent, as a good parent, sometimes you, you learn it's okay to let your children bump their heads, okay? It's okay to let your children stumble. It's okay to let them touch that hot thing that you keep telling them not to. Don't let them touch it so that they can learn from it. And God does us that way. He allows us to get into things, okay? Don't mean you sin. It don't mean he don't love you. No, he he allows us to get into situations occasionally to build our character, okay, to make us stronger. All right, you look at let's look at the NFL, and I'll be through. I'll turn it back over to you. Let's just think about the NFL real quick. Those guys, they don't just go out on the field and play. They already know if you do that, you're going to get wiped out. So what do they do? They have spring training, they have training camp, they have OTAs, they have uh, weightlifting, they have strength and conditioning. So there's a lot of things that go on building up to Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. There's a lot of things, preparation that goes on before the game. All we get to see is the game. 
<laughs> All we get to see is the game. We don't see that hard practice. We don't see those tour days. We don't see all that sweat, blood, and tears, and broken bones, and all that stuff that goes on in uh, before the game. That that goes on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We don't see the the ice baths and all the the taping up and all these things that's in preparation for the performance on Sunday. Okay, and it's just like that with, with believers. Okay, everybody don't see all the things that you've gone through, but you know that God has brought you through every little step. And you are where you are right now because God brought you to it. And if he brought you to it, as I've often said, he's more than capable. He's more than able to bring you through it. All right. Thank you. Amen. That's good. Thank you for that. Anybody else want to comment on the panel? I know Ms. Mr. Tobert um, is on. If you wanted to check to make sure we could we could hear you. Yes, can you hear me? Okay, there you go. There you go. We can hear you now. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, I was on earlier. Just wanted to um, make sure. But it's definitely you know, a, a good lesson, and along with what Pastor is saying, you know, as far as basically it don't matter if, you know, somebody try to put something, you know, uh, against you. You got God on your side. So at the end of the day, you know, it, it's not going to it's not gonna work. That's one of those no weapons formed against you shall prosper. So at the end of the day, you know, they can do what they want to do when it comes down to, to Joseph and how they want to handle him. But, of course, as you get ready to go into this thing and we find out more how things begin to turn around. And like we say, that he still end up being, you know, blessed in, in the middle of his situation, um, mm-hmm. regardless of how they want to set everything out for evil and they want to do all this stuff. But God was there with him. So you also got to look at the fact of, for us, we have to realize that, you know, we ain't uh, exempt from going through. And that's what I want to put out there, you know. And you may have heard it before, but more to realize that it's in the Scripture where you got, you know, Christian folks, you got good saved folks that go through some stuff and actually go through some tough situations. What Joseph went through was already tough you know, dealing with his brothers and how they turn their back on him and plot against him and all of that type of stuff. But besides that, next portion that he go through, it even get worse and stuff like that. So we got things that we're going to have to deal with. But the most important part was when it said that God was with him. So you got to remember mm-hmm. that. God is still with you regardless of your situation and what you may be in the midst of. God is still with you, and you'll still end up being able to come out on top and be able to to help somebody nearby you, because as we see, you know that uh, others was blessed, of course, along with him. So you know you got people that's going to be blessed all because of your blessing. You're connected to God. So I just wanted to say that a little bit. So good lesson so far. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Tober. Anybody else before I before I go on? I won't leave nobody out. If not, I'll move on. 
Amen. Thank y'all for those comments. That is true. I like what my husband was saying as well, that everybody, you know, all we see is the game, but we don't see pretty much the hard work or the, the tears, the, the the praying, the fasting that that person had to had to go through. And that's good, um, Mr. Tobert. We are not exempt. We are not exempt. At, I mean, we are not exempt from absolutely nothing. But through the craziness, God still gets the victory, and we still come out on top. So as we get ready to um, to proceed on, um, as as we as I had already well, I don't think I mentioned it, but as um, the scripture was saying, you know, of course, Joseph he was sold. Potiphar is the one that bought him. <laughs> Potiphar Potiphar is definitely definitely the one that that bought him. Um, so we're gonna move on, and we're gonna get into Potiphar's. Uh, wife. Now, this thing right here is just, now, I said, like I said the last time I ministered when I did Bible study, everything, this is like, I think uh, Sister Tober had mentioned it uh, about, because my husband, uh, he was talking about when back in the day, you know, it was a sin to watch the soap, you know, the days of our lives and you know, the as the world turns, all these, uh, you know, these daytime shows. And this stuff right here is so good, but this stuff is really still going on, and it's getting a lot of people in trouble. So I'm just going to read it just for time's sake, and then I'm going to, um, once I read it, I'm going to turn it over to my husband for, um, for offering, and then I'll come back um, and kind of uh, go over it. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and read. Y'all just follow along with me, verses 7 um, through um, seven through 19. Okay, and it came to pass after these things that, um, that his master's wife, Potiphar's wife, cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. I'm pretty sure Joseph was a young, young man, you know, somebody new in the, you know, in the area, so Potiphar's wife. Hot in the draws, as my grandma used to say, she cast her eyes on him, and she goes to him, hey, lay with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master, uh, watch, watch this word, I can't y'all hear me, watch this, what, what, watch it not what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is none greater in his in this house than I. He's not being biased. He's just saying, wait a minute. There's none greater in this house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me but thee. Lady, go away. Leave me alone. I have I have rule over this house, but you are off limits because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness? and sin against God. And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her. Leave me alone. He hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men um, of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. Joseph called out, oh, no, not today. 
And it came to pass, when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand, he was fled forth. She's about to set them up. That she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in a Hebrew. My husband has brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me, lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. Potiphar's wife is lying. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice, she's talking about Joseph, and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Somebody said, no, ain't no real man going to do that. He's going to make sure he got all his stuff and catch out. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord, by her until his, until his Lord came home, until Potiphar came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, the Hebrew servant, which thou hast brought unto us, came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me, and he fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, not thinking his wife is lying, okay, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled. And we're going to come back and um, deal with that after these messages. Hands, it's in your hands, honey, for offering. Ooh, woo. <laughs> All right, all right, watch out, watch out there, Joseph, watch out, he's on the run, all right, (laughs) oh man, yeah, well praise the Lord, praise the Lord for getting us to this point, it's getting, it's getting juicy, it's getting juicy now, getting real juicy, I don't know if you're going to be able to finish getting into chapter 40, but this is getting real juicy, and it's a lot to pull out just in the, in this in those few scriptures. It's a lot to pull out. All right, let me do what I was asked to do. All right. God bless you on tonight. We have uh we're gonna do our offering for extended arms also for our local church. And we're not asking that for any amount, any specific amount, just whatever the Lord lays on your heart and we ask that you do it. Cheerfully, if you would like to give tonight, if you'd like to give a donation to our Extended Arms Ministry, you can do so at dollar sign E-A Ministry. Once again, dollar sign E-A Ministry. And that's, as we say every Tuesday night, that goes to our outreach, uh, not just for our church, but to our community, feeding the hungry, uh, clothing and different things, uh, necessities that people may need. Uh, often have said down through the years, we have a small church, but a huge ministry. As your ministry goes outside of the walls. So just whatever the Lord may lay on your heart to do, ask that you do it cheerfully. Also, if you'd like to give a donation tonight, to our local church, Praise Tabernacle Church. You can do so at dollar sign PTC 877. 
Once again, that's dollar sign, PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church. And the numbers, 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Now, service is back into the hands of Lady Zachary. All right. Amen. Okay, so at this point, um, as I was as I was reading, amen, Joseph um, was pretty much trying to get away from this lady. And something that I thought about um, is a man of integrity. And I, in other words, listen, like, I, I can't touch you. I, my, my, he has given me, your husband has given me, Lord, over everything in this house. But I felt, if I could just use my imagination, at this point, even if Joseph could, you know, have been a servant and just, you know, having favor with God, I don't, lady, look, no, that's, that's wickedness. I can't sin. I can't sin against God. So you see a lady here that's chasing after this man. And a lot of times those that are married or those that are dating or whatever, and even just in ministry period, sometimes women are attracted to, we don't, I don't know how Joseph looked, but it was, you know, an authority. Like people, women are attracted by authority, the anointing, you know, the calling that's on, that's on a man's life. And it works, it goes both ways. So here, as the world say, the world say, a thirsty lady that was trying to get after something that she could not have, and you, you are married. So the thing I like about Joseph is that he showed integrity. It was no supervision. Nobody was there. Nobody, you know, I'm pretty sure she was, you know, creeping, waiting to waiting for an opportunity to keep messing with Joseph and trying to push him to do something after he already told her, no, no, I can't do it. No, I can't. How many of us yield to that temptation? Okay? When you yield to it, as the scripture says, then it becomes sin. When you yield to that thing, and it keeps pulling at you, keeps biting at you. You know, you keep thinking about it, and eventually you yield to it. Even if that happens, you got to fall back and repent and get yourself back up, shake, shake it off, repent and get yourself back in line. But here, Potiphar's wife was after Joseph. She was after Joseph. And Joseph could have, Joseph could have but he didn't. Nobody's watching. What do you do when nobody's watching? Are you doing the right thing? Like I tell my children, always do the right thing even when nobody is watching because you want to know what? God sees everything. He sees all and he knows all. And I was looking, I was reading this, this not say an article, but just reading when I was studying this, and um, it was given like, the typical man would have been like, oh, well, she's throwing it at me. Well, you know, I, let me go ahead and get it. She ain't going to say nothing. She's not going, you know, she she's going to keep throwing it at me because she wants me, but that's not right. Your your integrity and your, you know, your reputation should be more and your love for God that in you keep you. He will keep you. He is a keeper. And sometimes, you know what? He will keep you 
from some things, even though you don't want to be kept, even though you want to do it, but it's like, oh, God, you know, I, it's something, it's the Lord, it's the God that's in you that's let look. I know you want to do this, but no, I'm going to keep you from it. Because if you do it, you're going to destroy your home. Remember earlier, for Joseph's sake, just some things was done because of Joseph's sake. And you can tear your house up or you can build it up. And to switch it a little bit, even dealing with women, I believe it's in Proverbs when it says that a wise woman builded her house. A wise woman builded her house, but a foolish woman plucks it down with her own hands. You definitely have to be foolish. If you, if you tear down your own house, so we know we're talking about Joseph, but even the ladies that are listening on tonight, what are you doing? Are you building your house or are you destroying your house as a foolish woman? And if you are that foolish woman, I pray that you get yourself lined up with the word of God. And sometimes us as women, we forget, we, you know, kind of forget, you know what? We have to stand before God just like our husbands do. We have to stand before God just like that man do. What is God going to say to you? Because you couldn't submit, because you couldn't get out of your own way, you were in the way as a foolish woman not building your house, like Potiphar's wife. That's a foolish woman. And she got Joseph in trouble because of the lust that she had in her, and she couldn't take no. No is no, and that's that's it. (laughs) No is no. But how many men, you know, they be like, well, you know, if they wasn't saved, no, no, no. It's the same men in here saying, Lord, I'm on your side. Well, they ain't saved. They do what they do. God, I'm preaching your word, but at the same time, when the church door is closed, you're at uh, Sister Collard Green house. And then when you leave Sister Collard Green, your wife is at home, but then you go to Turnip Green house. And it's, it's, you know, it's sin. It's sin. God ordained marriage, man and woman. It's no sweetheart, nowhere in between, and it's no sugar daddy. Potiphar's wife wanted a sugar daddy. Okay, so before I go, before I go on, um, is there anybody that wants to come in? Yes, I'll, I'll come in. Oh, Pastor, you better okay. go. Uh, go ahead, Tobin. I'll come after you, hopefully. <laughs> okay, okay. No, so I, I just wanted to get in real quick. I just want to say, you know, it, it's a lot in this. This is a whole, you know, whole different, you know, way that we can go with this. This is a lot to cover, but good, 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 good Bible study. I'm going to just say this. This shows how some folks truly burn with lust. You know, she wanted him so bad that she was willing to go against God because God was with Joseph, and he told her that in verse 9, if you even look at the latter part, and it says, you know, just last part, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? When she offered yes. him, she was throwing it at him, you know, and he was like, hey, you know, I, I can't do this. So he's telling her, like, hey, no, I can't do this because that would be a sin against God. He ain't even, he ain't even worried about the husband, even though, of course, like, yeah, that would be a problem with your husband. But above your husband, this is a sin God. God is with me. This is more than just y'all. I ain't worried about y'all, 
we on a different level. I'm not saying to mess this up what I got going on with God. And then this also shows how some people can't handle rejection because she couldn't handle it. So she went back and made up a whole lie to cover up her sin, to cover up her mess. See, that goes to show you that sin makes you stupid. Once you start doing something and then instead of you ending up you know, doing the right thing, you go do some more stuff stupid. And then you got to cover it up. And then you got to do this. And now you're telling a lie on top of you already going after somebody else, knowing that you're already committed to somebody else. So it's just a whole mm-hmm. lot of mess. And it just shows how, you know, some people can, can, can go uh, and, and deal with, you know, and basically some people can go after somebody knowing that they shouldn't and then they can't handle it, so they just got to come up with anything. You know, you know, it's just we all know somebody that just randomly will come up with a lie. You, like Pastor said, this, this, um, over this weekend, we both were there. We both got the same eyes, but somehow you saw something else. You didn't create a whole other story, you know. So it's just, it's just crazy, you know. This is crazy, but, you know, you got to watch some folks, be careful of folks, and then also – Let's look at this. This is how, as a as a man, the husband should be able to come home and hear that story. And, of course, he's going to, you know, believe his wife, but the wife lying. So mm. that, that creates even more mess. So now he got mad and upset at the wrong person all because of a lie. So now he got to deal with somebody else. So let's bring it to modern terms. Now you've been to put hands on somebody all because of a mm. lie. So just be careful with that mess. And once you start some mess, it can go, and it can go somewhere else, and it can get messy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let Pastor get in at that. But but thank you, first lady. Amen. Doc, you didn't you didn't leave nothing for me to say. How you gonna talk about you gonna let Pastor get a little bit? You didn't. You, <laughs> ain't nothing else to say. Ain't nothing else to say. But amen. Good Lord. I mean, you go, I'm going to call you after this. You, you see, that ain't right. You ain't supposed to take all of, all the meat off the bone. and the, You know, good Lord, leave, leave love something. Well, I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing else to say. Well, let me say this. <laughs> Baby, ain't no sense in trying to go into Chapter 40, finish what you're doing tonight. Cause ain't, no, ain't no sense in rushing into 40 cause between you and Minister Tobel. Ain't nobody else got nothing else to say. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's good. That is, I mean, Mr. Tober, you you hit the nail on the head. Yes, and even with the lies, that stuff is still happening today. Your lies can get somebody killed. Your lies can get somebody, you know. And also, what you were saying, as far as rejection, women, ladies, girls are worse than men. So if you're going, so going, and you're telling this man that you love that someone did something, I mean, you just just lied and said when I when I when I cried, you know, he he took off, he fled. I'm pretty sure Potiphar's wife was. I mean, she was playing. She was she was acting it out. And as a husband, um, for those that's on the on the panel, I could just imagine if. We were to come if something actually happened and we were to come to you. I know I can speak for my husband. If I was to come to him, to him and say someone has did something to hurt me and, you know, or have taken advantage, I mean, let's just say what it is, have raped me, 
like Potiphar's wife's lying, saying this man done laid with you, and you just you, my husband is gonna he's gonna react. It's not gonna be okay. Well, let's pray about it. And God forbid it was Sister Tober. I Mister Tober, you know we gonna have to we gonna have to you know step back a little bit. But just thinking of that, this stuff still goes on. This stuff still happens even. Even now, this this stuff still it still goes on. So here's Joseph. Oh my goodness! Can anything else happen? Can anything else go wrong? Anything else go wrong? But sometimes you got to look at it. You know what? God God is going to get the glory. He wasn't like Mister Tober. He wasn't worried about Potiphar. Yes, he said, "You're I have I'm over everything, but you I can't I can't touch. You're off limits." And yes, I can't sin against God. Forget Potiphar, but my I, I can't sin against God. Okay, so through all of this, what was the reaction? Joseph was thrown. He was cast into prison. He was cast into prison. But listen to this, okay? And this is still uh, chapter thirty-nine. 20 and uh, uh, 20 through 23, and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Now she's called Joseph to get punished for something that he didn't even do, but because you were burning with lust, you you called somebody to, to you know, to get disciplined that it, they should not have. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Potiphar's wife, you didn't even know. You were setting him up for something greater. He was set up for something greater. Not saying God said that. I was like, okay, I'm going to let you go through this because people think that, you know, that God is something to play with. God is not anything to play with. He's not going to. Put something in, oh, yeah, let me see. Uh, well, no, God doesn't play games. We put ourselves in situations. And if we open our, open up our mouth and the words that come out, if they're lies and deceit and you're hurting somebody, you're going to have to pay for that. You're going to have to pay for that. And even if you're lying on somebody, God, he's going to get the glory, especially if it's not the truth. But look, look what happened. He got thrown into prison, but God didn't leave him. The Lord was still with Joseph, not only with Joseph, and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the gate. Can't no one, listen, can't no one stop God's blessings and favor. I said it before, I just have to say it again. Can't no one, if you're listening, can't no one stop God's blessings and favor over your life. It's no glory to you, but the glory belongs to Jesus. And uh, let's go ahead and read verse 22 and 23, um, and I'll, I'll be done. And the keeper of the prison um, committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. Joseph, it didn't, Joseph is still running things. God still had favor over him. Joseph still did. The favor of God. I'm just going to leave it at that. Verse 23, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him 
and that and and that which he did, the Lord, the Lord made it prosper. Not Joseph, but the Lord made it prosper. That goes all the way back to the reason why Potiphar made put him in the position that he was in because whatever his hands touched, it prospered. So Joseph gave the glory back to the Lord. He gave the glory back to the Lord. When things are going, when things are going on and people are praising you, are you saying, oh, thank you, thank you, you know, you know, I, I try, you know, I do what I can. Or are you saying, to God be the glory, oh, I enjoyed that message, oh, I, you sang so well, oh, I, I, I enjoyed the ministry. What are you saying? Is God getting the glory? Is God truly getting the glory? Because all the glory should go back to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for the favor and the mercies of God, we wouldn't, some of us wouldn't even be in our right mind. We'll be, as my daddy, used, my parents would say, the nut house. You wouldn't have no joy. You wouldn't have any peace. You would be, you know, sinking in your sorrow. Instead of praising him through your pain, through your pain, praising him and giving him glory through things that has happened in your life, knowing that I, at the end of the day, I get the victory. I come out on top. Is it anyone else on the panel that wants to wants to speak? If not, I'll continue. Got about four minutes. Okay. All right. Was there any any other any other final? I mean, between you and Minnesota, ain't ain't no meat, ain't ain't nothing left on these bones tonight. <laughs> no, that's Minnesota. <laughs> and you, yeah, he he kind of took it all, Minnesota. Um, yeah. I I wanted to Sorry. make a comment early. <laughs> no, you're fine. I wanted to make a comment earlier on Potiphar's wife also, but again, somebody pretty much summed it up for us, but. I think that it's just, like, annoying more than anything, and it's the gathering of the the multiple angles of sins that she committed because it wasn't just one. It was multiple mm-hmm. things that she did, and it's, like, how selfish or heartless can you be as an individual to want somebody so bad that rejected you that you still proceeded to do something that could have potentially ruined their life. Mm. And it, it made me wonder when the, when Joseph got sent to prison, did he put up a fight? Did he come in like, no, this wasn't so, or did he just go with it because he knew that the wife's word against mine. So there's nothing that I could do anyway. But at the same time, I commend Joseph, um, obviously, from the, the context clues that we have on his faith because he went to prison, but he never stopped believing. And that's important because now in our lives, for some of us, when we go through things, we just, we're upset. We're mad at God. We don't want to go to church no more. We don't believe anymore. Why did this happen to me? Like, And it's like we take the the small things here on earth in our lives, but we forgot all the things that Christ went through and bear for us just to even be here. Mm. So the things that we go through here in life on a, on a regular basis, whatever your it is, 
when you think that you're going through something, read your Bible and get a reality check. And that's myself included because sometimes I I may soak or I may worry about something, and generally it's something that's not within my control. But then, again, this Bible is a reality check that you need to shut your mouth and you need to be grateful for everything that you have, no matter what it seemed like, no matter what it looked like. You're going to be okay because you have the Father on your side, no matter what it is that you're going through. But women like that, it's a no-go for me. And as you already said it, First Lady, it definitely still happens today because there are women that do still lie about being, you know, sexually assaulted. And then it makes it hard for the women that actually are sexually assaulted to have a case where it's being proven. So, you know, if that ain't your man, leave him alone. Or, you know, if, even if you even if you are single, leave people alone. If somebody tells you no, it's a no. Go your own way. Don't don't lie on somebody. But I guess it was also harder because it was it was his wife. Of course you're gonna believe your wife if she comes to you crying saying somebody harmed her. And then she had evidence. She had an article of clothing that showed no, he really was here. I I really this really did happen, so they thought. So yeah, I just it was a lie for me. I just, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. But that's all. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to add uh, to um, what uh, Sister Tobert just said. Uh, I oh, think it's ahead, very important. Ahead. I think it's very important. Just like um, for us now, personally, um, I feel that if you're in a room with the opposite sex, there should be somebody else there with you, like a witness. So that way you don't put yourself in a situation where um, anybody could say A, B, or C happened. Always have somebody with you. Don't just go with just you and that person. Um, that's just what I wanted to add to that. Mm, that's right. And I, I want to come in with that, Oliver. That is, I, that is 100% true. I know a lot of times, um, you know, even in just, you know, just talking about me, me and my husband, um, as an example, that's, 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 that's just being wise. A lot of times when my husband um, had to speak um, with certain ladies in the church, he would either have his door cracked or have the window up to where everybody can see, listen, I ain't here by myself because sometimes I was just like, you know, just being being real. I'm always on there. You know, so but I knew. So anytime a man is having to be in a place, you know, by themselves in a closed area, nobody around. Yes, cover yourself. Say, hold on, let me grab somebody real quick, or let me grab another sister. Because that has even happened. Um, you know, but I still know or knew what was going on because you do have women like Potiphar's wife. Um, she was like lurking, like looking for him to get by himself. And you have to be careful. Even men, y'all, you have to be careful. Women, we have to be careful too. I, we can't be in places with men by ourselves because you never want your good to be evil spoken of. And you have to always cover yourself because even though it doesn't look like something, 
oh, it looked like something. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so you always, um, you always, yes, I agree with that 100%. And that's not just in leadership, but that's just period. If a sister calls or this my best friend, your, your girl, you have a girl as a best friend, okay, I'm going to come with you. Oh, she's having problems. Okay, that's fine. We're going to go over sure. there together. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, 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 I agree with that. Yes, 100%. See, I told you, it wasn't no sense in even trying to go into Chapter 40 because we can, we can stay right here or even the next, the next time because it's so important what y'all, what everybody have said is, is right on point. It's so important um, for you to, especially let me, let me speak as a husband, not only am I trying to protect myself, but I want to protect my wife. And what I mean by that is I want to I want my wife to sleep well at night. I want her to when we're at work, even though we, we do the same thing, we work in different we drive for different areas, I want her I don't ever want her to have to assume or to be questioning what I'm doing. So while she's driving these children around and uh, doing what she do, I don't want I don't want her mind to be on. Well, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder is he out doing something or, you know. So what I what I have practiced is protecting not only myself, but protecting my family, protecting my wife, and protecting my children. Because if something something comes out on me. It's going to it's going to affect my wife, and it's going to affect my children, you know. And then because I do pastor a church, it's going to affect those that I pastor, okay. But more importantly, it's going to affect my wife and my children. And then, as Joseph said, this is something that I've done to my God. I've sinned against my God. So it's very important, especially to the, to the married couples, Protect, not only protect yourself, but protect your spouse, okay? Protect your spouse. You should live. You should strive to live every day where you are in protection mode, that nothing can come out on you, that nothing, that, that your spouse can't find nothing. Uh, uh, and not that you're hiding anything. You shouldn't be hiding anything anyway, but, you know, protect each other. Because that's who your covenant is with. That's who your, you know, you made vows, you know, and, and, you know, with each other. So when those vows are broken, it's hard to build that trust. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to build. It's hard to, to build that trust. And then sometimes you got multiple offenses. I mean, and and repeat offenders. You know, you keep doing the same thing. You, I mean, and, and, and in my marriage, I've had, especially early on, I had some things that I was dealing with and uh, thought I was hiding and uh, looked different, doing a little sneaky stuff. And, and, and the more I thought I was sneaking, the more, you know, my wife would, would find out. And it got to a point, and I told her, I said, well, you'll never have to worry about this situation like this again. Okay? And it was a little, it wasn't, wasn't nothing at that point that was, that was, uh, well, I can't say whether you know that it wasn't major because it affected her. It affected her trust uh, for me, you know. So I had to make sure, you know, I had to rework the plan to make sure I I 
uh, soothe her mind no matter where I went, no matter where I go, uh, what I was doing, that I was faithful or doing or, or in uh, holding my integrity, okay? Well, some of us, we've lost our integrity because it ain't what you do when everybody's watching. It ain't what you do when everybody's around. <laughs> Excuse me. It's what you're doing when don't nobody see. And I think my wife said that earlier. But God sees everything. You know, when we first got married, I'll say this a little bit, then, then I close out. When we first got married, we, I don't think we had good cable. But, uh, you know, as a teenager and growing up in the hood, you know, you had you could turn on HBO at a certain time and it'll be, uh, because you didn't pay for HBO, it'll be, it'll be kind of foggy. And, and, you know, as a teenager, it was foggy, but, you, you know, as a young man, you could see enough to, to, you know, make you happy or get you excited and things like that. So early in, in marriage, there was some, some of the same habits that was going on. And I would, you know, try to change the channel or whatever uh, when my wife would come in, and she knew. And so I had, to, I had to open up to my wife. I had to open up to my wife about certain habits that I had from a childhood, from, I mean, from my childhood, from certain things that happened to me as a child, okay, in my own family, certain things that, that happened, you know, being touched or, you know, different things like that. And it was just by God's grace that I got delivered, okay, but it took some time, okay, because at one time I thought, you know, certain because it happened to me, I thought it was okay, okay, I thought it was okay to do certain things because it, it happened to me and the authority figure that I went to tell didn't really do nothing, so that was what I was. It must be okay. Okay, so you you got to be careful, all right, and being honest, especially in marriage, you got to be honest, all right, and a lot of times we jump in marriages and we don't know, we, we just got the Google eyes and we don't know nothing about that person's past. We don't know if they if they've been, uh, you know, maybe molested or, you know, different things. Now you come into a marriage and these things that happened in your childhood now affect your marriage. But because you didn't talk about it, you know, and thank God for my wife, you know, once I opened up to her, in turn she did the same thing. She opened up to me. Now I, we was able to have an understanding uh, with each other that made our marriage stronger, okay, made our marriage stronger. So, I want to encourage you. You know, marriage is hard. Uh, it is work. It is 24-7. Even when you sleep, you got to protect your mind in your sleep. Okay? Watch. you got to be careful what you watch. All right? So uh, I'm just thankful that God gave me a great wife, and, and, and you know, I'm constantly, as a pastor, um, making sure everybody knows who my wife is. You all know every Sunday I get up, I make knowledge of her, uh, last night I got I got I got on a little bit, we, and I say this, and I'll be through. Uh, last night we was at uh, my baby's uh, baseball game, and <clears throat> after the game I leaned in for a little kiss, for a little smooch on her cheek. Oh it Lord! Oh uh, no, nah, ain't no sense in old Lord. Now I'm telling, you, I'm putting it all Benediction. out there. Uh, yeah, watch it, watch out. So I went in for a little smooch, and she kind of pulled away. It kind of pulled away from it. When we got in the car, I jumped all on. Don't you ever pull away when Big Daddy trying to give a little smooch out in public. Don't you ever do that. So I got on a little bit, and she, she allowed me to kiss her in the car. So, you know, we all right now. But listen, hold on to your integrity. Baby, that was a great message tonight. And we can, uh, panel, thank you all so much. 
uh, we can we can deal with this next time around. Um, I know you're going into chapter 40, but this this is real good. All right, so work on your marriage. For those that's listening, okay, marriage is hard work. Okay, protect each other. All right, confess. All right, you got some stuff going on. Break it, get it, get it out there. Get it, get it out there. Okay, as rather as you know, get it out, clear, repent, turn from it. Don't get caught in those situations again. All right, all right. Let me say a word of prayer and then we'll close out. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We thank you for what our ears have heard on tonight and what our hearts have felt. We thank you for this great message and the messenger. We thank you for the panel and the input, the the expert, the the great input, the knowledge, the experience that was placed in on tonight. And we just thank you. And we know that your word won't return to your void. And we just appreciate you as we leave this place, but never your presence. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you. Listen, tune in Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Lady Zachary will be doing round two. She'll be ministering this third Sunday, this Youth Sunday. So y'all tune in. Come on back. Let's have ourselves a good time on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. God bless you. Have a great week. Right, hold on. 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 Hold on.